0: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. SiriusXM Channel 80. And do not forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Anybody that's a homeowner will be able to identify what I'm about to put out there, courtesy of Casa De Douglas involving Harry. I'm just going to let Harry set the stage of an attic, a rodent, his son, and him. So, Harry Douglas, the floor is yours.
1: Freddie and the people of the world, I have a squirrel in my attic, and it's in the area of the house Uh in which the attic is right above me and my wife's bedroom. Okay. So, we've been hearing this little joker, and I don't even know if it's more than one, but we've been hearing that little joker or jokers, (laughs) For multiple days, for, right. for a nice little period of time now. So uh-huh. I have my son by myself yesterday. We having a great time. So it's bath time. I'm like, Prince, let's take our bath early right. so we can have some fun before you got to go to sleep. Sure. So he's in the tub, and I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to get a towel and a washcloth. My son is startled when I come back. And I'm like, what's wrong, man? You you, you all right? He said, Daddy, I don't know if I seen or heard something. Run by the restroom. I was like, well, that's impossible because we're the only one in the house, <laughs> right? We're the only person, only two people in the house. So I hear a little noise and I'm like, dang, uh-huh. they're going to a little joke in the attic. So mm-hmm. I go in the attic yeah. and the attic is not complete, right? So yeah. I have to watch where I'm stepping because there are boards and then some areas where there aren't boards.
0: Right. It's just, that be, little, you, it's just a little yeah. pink
1: stuff that, you yeah. know, insulation yeah, stuff. Ow-
0: Owens Corning, Pink Panther.
1: So about... Two feet from where I'm standing, uh-huh. I bend down to pick up something, uh, Freddie. Yeah. And that little joker come running out and boom, boom, and hit a right turn. I say, boy, he ran a hell of a slant. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, there you go, right there. But then he went all the way to the end uh-huh. of the attic where I can't walk because I don't know mm. like what's underneath there. I, can, I know I can't walk over there. Right, Man, exactly. that little joker all last night, having a little good time up there. i <laughs> squirming around. He probably saying to himself, I seen him and he couldn't get me. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt him. I just want him to get out the attic. So at right. some point, I'm going to have to call somebody to get this joke out the attic. Put it this way.
0: If you start hearing Barry White and see blue lights coming from the attic, <laughs> man, oh man, then you better start charging, like Shannon Pitt, our producer said, you better start charging rent because that's going to be the best bed and breakfast that that squirrel's ever had in his life.
1: <laughs> man, that little joker seen me and, and, and hit a slant route so fast, <laughs> I said, Boy, He'd been watching football. He'd been listening to football up here and at it. Exactly. He identified the <laughs> Mike
0: linebacker and Harry the owner, and he avoided both and made the completion and went about his business. Especially insulation like that up there, you know he'd have made himself comfy. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, you got to uh, You gotta get him out of there because once he has a home, it's going to be like this.
1: Ooh.
0: And he's going to sound the alarm and his family members going to join up. Then you got a
1: real problem. in your Well, right you know, there. I don't want him taking me to the courtroom about common law. <laughs> you got to get out of there. <laughs> We got to get him out of here. I don't want him taking me to court. I've been staying here for this amount of time. I have the right to be here. Uh-huh. No
0: you don't. Squad's rights. He will use that. <laughs> he will bring the he'll bring uh, somebody like the ghost of Johnny Cochran to help him out if you're not yes. careful. Yes, as he far will. as that ghost. So. Just imagine like Harry uh-huh. go up there to confront the squirrel, the squirrel in front of his family like, "Hold on, dog. Hold on,
1: dog." <laughs> <laughs> How you going to talk to me like that? In front of my <laughs> wife and AD? <laughs> <laughs> And I know he's so one of the things (laughs) that's plugged, uh, that's supposed to be plugged up up there. Right. it's chewed up, so oh, I know he's yeah. been chewing some wires up there, too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, he's going to find food one way or the other, or at least he's going to sharpen his teeth <laughs> one way or the other. So, pray for Harry Douglas. He needs all he can get. If you know anybody's a good exterminator in the greater Atlanta, Georgia area, let us know at AAA, say ESPN <laughs> 888-729-3776. Join any conversation that we have here on the Freddie and Harry Calling line. So, while Harry deals with the rodent thing, we get to a little main maintain the main thing. To maintain the main
1: thing, the main thing, the main thing, the main thing,
0: the main thing, the main thing with Freddie and Harry. She has been the main thing for more than a minute that she was talking about Caitlin Clark. Now the queen of college basketball in terms of the greatest score in the history of the sport. She came in the last night's game versus Michigan needing only eight to break the mark set by Washington's Kelsey Plum, who did it from 2013 through 2017. Harry, she decided, you know what? Nine points is not just good enough. She scored 49 points. She also had 13 assists. She's the only woman's Division one player ever to have 3,000 points and 3,000 assists. She is unreal, and she is definitely the main thing so far in sports right now in this country.
1: She's unbelievable, Freddie. Um, and, and for everyone who has kids, hard work pays off. Yep. That young lady works at her craft. You think about Steph Curry and why he's able to shoot the basketball so efficiently and so well. They work at their craft, muscle memory. Caitlin Clark is the same exact way. But I don't want people to be blinded by her scoring and okay. think that that's just what Caitlin Clark is. Mm-hmm. She has so much more to her game. You talk about. I believe she's one of the most unselfish superstars that I've ever seen. Okay, She had 13 assists last night, but I've, I've seen a, a, a ton of her games where she's getting her teammates involved and yep. dishing the basketball to them and making sure that she's doing the right thing and making the right play. It's just not someone coming down the court mm-hmm. jacking up craziness just to jack it up because yeah. they're feeling hot now the shots that she do jack up mm-hmm. bang they go in <laughs> just like that three-pointer she hit to set the record and i was like man just just in transition i'm pulling up from anywhere bang like mike brings tell us all but for her man I, I'm, I'm excited for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, i think the ticket average price last night the uh, was 500 and something dollars mm-hmm. i think that may yeah. be the highest price
0: yeah on the secondary market the lowest ticket was 400 dollars and, and that's mark,
1: unbelievable, dude. unbelievable for the women's game. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to points all time in NCAA history, we all know Pete Maravich, right? Yeah, uh, three thousand six hundred and sixty-seven. So she has an opportunity to to break Pete Maravich, uh, you know, record. Now, granted, there was no three-point line back then. Absolutely, or he might, <laughs>
0: or he might have had eight thousand.
1: Exactly. So we <laughs> do got to take that in, into consideration. But she's a phenomenal story, and Freddie, uh-huh. we're probably both comfortable saying this. Okay. She is the biggest person in college Mm -hmm. athletics right now.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about that because with her game and her name and her fame comes personality. You mentioned the shot she took, and she was deep. I mean, they play their games in Iowa City. She shot that three-pointer from Des Moines to break the record, and she said, You knew I was gonna do something like that.
2: I don't know if you can really script it any better, and just to do it in this fashion, I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful to be surrounded by so many people that have kind of been my foundation and everything that I've done since I was a y- young little girl and I started crying when watching that video just because I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love and the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so much special is so special and you all knew I was gonna shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now.
0: See, even she understands the moment and has enough pizzazz about her to say, Oh come on, you know I was not just gonna take a Do you hear that confidence, Freddie? Well, if I could play play like that, I'd be a confident human being too. Male, female, alien, doesn't really matter as far as that goes. And you're right about her being the face of college athletics. And it says so much about the women's game and the men's game in college basketball. All the star power is on the women's side, whether it's Caitlin Clark of Iowa, Kim Mulkey, the coach at LSU, and Angel Reese, Dawn Staley, what she's doing in South Carolina. Juju Watkins, the outstanding freshman playing for USC. Name the the star powerless on the college basketball side for the men right now. That's not a coach. Crickets. Thank you. Exactly. That was never, ever the case. Even when women's basketball became more of a limelight kind of situation, you did have a Zion Williamson of Duke. You had a Tyler Hansborough, of North Carolina. You had people that you could say, man, that, that Anthony Davis of Kentucky, when they had their season and won a national championship. Because, and I don't want to put everything in the NBA because it's not fair, it's, but it's the fact of the matter. So many guys are one and done. They're only sticking around for one year. You don't have to worry about that in women's college basketball because the WNBA does not make the kind of money that the NBA does. So nobody's thinking about after one year at Iowa or one year at South Carolina or one year at USC – that they're going to go to riches in the NBA because of the fact that she's been able to become synonymous with Iowa basketball or what we saw last year, South Carolina going for the undefeated record and they lost in the semifinals to Iowa. You're going to have more of that star power with younger kids because now they don't have to worry about a Caitlin Clark or an Angel Reese or other people leaving after one year and going to the WNBA like Zion Williamson and Anthony Davis did and enjoying those riches in the NBA.
1: And Freddie, I'm guilty of this. I watch more women's college basketball than I do men's college basketball because it's more exciting in my in my opinion but also you have those big name stars and those women putting up numbers and there you see the you know the drama sometimes the beef oh, between yeah. them but it's not really beef but when you're on the court and you're going against one another you don't want that person to beat you so we mm. see the back and forth the banter i love it all and i think it's great for the women's game and i just we got to continue to you know mm. give women the credit that they, that they deserve because it's polarizing it really is in my opinion and polarizing for, in what way. Um I would say just from little girls knowing that it's okay. Okay. Like it's okay to want to be like Caitlin Clark. It's okay to want to be like Angel Reese. It's okay to want to be like Juju Watkins. It's okay to go out there and ball out and show emotions. Okay. All right. Like so mm-hmm. from from that side of things, I I just believe the the women's game is is has taken a huge step forward and you have a lot more people nowadays paying attention to it more so than you did in the past.
0: He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Will we ever see a Caitlin Clark again in men's college basketball like we're seeing right now? Triple H say ESPN, 888 because that star power is there, and the fact that they're getting more exposure, primetime games on ESPN, on Fox, on CBS – excuse me, last night's game was on Peacock. And a lot of people gravitated towards that to see exactly with her breaking the record. I wonder if we're going to see that kind of substance, kind of star power on the men's college basketball side, especially even if it's a one-and-done situation. It may depend on what program they're going to. Let us know, 888 Because a guy that played in the NBA is Tim Legler. And he says when it comes to Caitlin Clark of Iowa, and he said this as much on, on Sportsman Like with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman this morning, he said, Caitlin Carr is not the most entertaining female basketball player ever. She's one of the most entertaining basketball players, male or female. It's hard to even put into words how dominant she is in the sport. For me personally, she's probably top five most entertaining basketball player I've ever watched. NBA included. And I've got some that are just like iconic
1: to me that changed the course of my life. Larry Bird being probably at the top of that list. I put Caitlin Clark in that category with a Steph Curry for me, a Caitlin Clark. I could watch her play every single night.
0: What he just said, and I've said this for the longest time because I consider Steph Curry, you could say he's the NBA version of Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes, the NBA version of Steph Curry. Both can be completely correct. But somebody asked a long time ago, okay, who's changed the game more? And I said without blinking an eye, it's Steph Curry. Because it's hard to beat Patrick Mahomes. He makes the easy look hard, playing the hardest position in sports when it comes to playing quarterback like that in the National Football League. But everybody wants to learn to shoot the basketball. Steph Curry has made shooting an art form. And one of my friends who coaches college basketball, she told me, everybody wants to play like the people that they like. And everybody wants to shoot like Steph Curry. It's hard to dunk a basketball like LeBron James and people like that. But Steph Curry makes something that everybody has to do to play basketball. And he's made it an art form and everybody wants to play that way. Caitlin Clark even mentioned, you knew I was pulling up from the logo. Nobody was doing that before Steph Curry. And now every young lady, young man sees that, and he's still playing like that at an elite level. That's why, to me, and based on Caitlin Clark and everybody else that we've seen in basketball, that's why he's been more of a game changer in his sport compared to Patrick Mahomes in his sport in the NFL.
1: I just love how it composed and how she competes on the highest level as well. Right. Even when they lose. Right. She doesn't let the lows get her too low. She doesn't let the highs get her too high. She's always even killed and always in control of over the situation.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Because she has not allowed all this attention and this white hot spotlight to take away the joy and love that she has for the game. Because it can be very easy when people are getting on your last nerve and everybody wants a piece of you. I go back to the game that they played against Ohio State. Where they stormed the court, and the one fan didn't see her, and she didn't see the fan, and they collide, they collided against each other. The game was over. It could have been very easy for her to say, "Man, I, I don't need this nonsense." She said, "Hey, I'm just glad the person's okay. I'm okay. Give credit to him and move on." Those kind of things, especially more than ever before, can really be a pain in part of my life. Can really be a pain in the ass yeah. if you're trying to succeed, especially as a college person. Much less a professional athlete. The fact that that has not taken that joy and that happiness from doing something that she loves in the state and the universe she cares so much about says a lot about Caitlin Clark.
1: I agree with you one thousand percent, Freddie.
0: Kelly in Illinois is one of our favorites at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven says. Kelly, what do you got to say about the Caitlin Clark storyline that we may not see in men's college basketball going forward?
2: Well, I'm just going to tell you I love you guys, first of all, and it's a love Friday. <laughs> all right, so I work I work in the Quad Cities, and I live 20 minutes away, half an hour away from the Quad Cities. She's a hometown girl. She's one of us. This girl is amazing. What you see is what you get, and I'm going to tell you this right now. There will never be another Caitlin Clark because not only is she a great player, she's a great person. She knows her fans. She loves her fans. She's appreciative. I think she's amazing, just amazing, and she's a hometown girl. we got to love her. Got
1: to love her. Man, the girl's average, averaging just under 33 points, mm-hmm. 6.9 rebounds, mm-hmm. 8.5 assists. Mm-hmm. But like Kelly just mentioned, it's the way she carries herself. Right. It's the way she is and conducts business in her interviews. Yeah. It's the way she embraces the fans, whether that's a win or a loss. And that it's not only going to go a long ways from a basketball standpoint, but we talk about it in the business world, right? Right. When when you're done at one point in life playing sports, she's going to be able in the business world to be able to, you know, reach uh, different heights because how she conducts business yeah. and how she carries herself.
0: Yeah, we've already seen it because she's part of a State Farm commercial with Jimmy Butler, an All-Star NBA player, Reggie Miller, a Hall of Fame basketball player, because in 21st century. You can have as many opportunities to maximize your name and brand, and you don't have to wait to go pro to do something like that. She's her own personal nil. <laughs> She's her own per- when yeah. it comes to that. because now we're seeing that, and nobody's blinking an eye anymore. I'm sure there's some old school people, you know, get off my lawn and back in my day, blah, 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 all the whole stuff. You know, now you have to say if that you have that kind of personality, that kind of person having that kind of effect in the game, and that person's eye candy, it shouldn't matter that they're in college. It shouldn't matter. That they're in high school. People want more of it. So, why not promote somebody like that that is not only good for Caitlin Clark, but definitely good for the game of college basketball, especially when it comes to the women's side of things? I don't see any male college basketball players doing that as far as that goes.
1: It's not happening. It's not happening. I, I yeah. don't think anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, maybe not anytime later. Peter in the great state, uh, great city of Pittsburgh, excuse me. Peter, will we ever see a Caitlin Clark storyline again in men's college basketball, my friend?
3: I don't think we will. She's an awesome player. First and foremost, I'm not a fan of hers because I'm a Maryland Terps fan and graduate. So, <laughs> but but you have to appreciate greatness when you see it, right? Yeah. And so she does a good job. She's a good person. She plays. She brings everything that you want your kid to bring to the sport. She brings it. Um, you know, if you have you're raising kids playing sports, you want them to work hard at their craft. You know, always show good effort. She does all that.
0: Yeah. But, I'm sorry, Peter. Go ahead.
3: Talking about too much is, you know, she's also about to pass Pete Maravich. She's going to yep. be the number one all-time scorer in yep. college, in NCAA history. Yep. And, and and I, people aren't talking about
0: that enough. Yeah, well, I'm glad that we mentioned a number one, but Harry had a chance to mention that about 10 minutes ago in terms of not just being all-time in women, but all-time in men, because many people thought we would never see anybody get close to Pete Maravich. And the fact that somebody is doing it from the female side, should not be undervalued, should not be swept under the rug. And believe me, when you can put the ball in the basket like she does and you do it the way she's been able to, that's why when it comes to this, to me she right now may be the biggest sports star in this country, and the fact that she's doing that from women's basketball in an NFL country, and we just had the Super Bowl, we got NBA All-Star Weekend, many people know who Patrick Mahomes is. The same amount of people, more than ever before, are starting to know who Caitlin Clark is or may know about her already, Harry, because of what she's been able to do.
1: Freddie, this young lady has 14 games with 10-plus assists. It's not just a scoring. Now, I will say this. When it, when it comes to C- Caitlin Clark, um, and you, if we ask the question, who do I think is bigger, her mm. and Patrick Mahomes? I'm mm-hmm. going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Because when you look at Mahomes, he's doing it at the highest level, right? He's doing okay. it at a professional level. Okay. Uh, on top of winning championships he has three he has two MVPs and we deem him as the standard we have conversations about Patrick Mahomes as the GOAT not there yet I think if he gets one more for me that's all it would take so that's why I'm choosing like if I had to pick between who's bigger is it Caitlin Clark or Patrick Mahomes I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes
0: the fact that it can be a conversation says a lot about what she's been able to do
1: Yes, it does. And
0: you're, you're exactly right, doing it at the highest level, but also the fact she's doing this in college and making women's basketball even more popular, not just with little girls, but little boys, says a lot about what that's been going on when it comes to women's basketball. Rebecca in Austin, Texas at 888-729-3776. Ms. Rebecca, you think we'll ever see a Caitlin Clark storyline again in men's college basketball like we're seeing with her in women's college basketball?
2: Yeah, how you guys doing? I just wanted to make a comment as a sports photographer. Um, I did the Houston Comets for the first eight years, uh-huh. and then did did Major League Baseball and other sports. But one of the thing things about Caitlin is they don't require a pick and roll like in the old days. She just pulls up, and there's something <laughs> that's where the game has advanced. These women nowadays. They're just heading down and pulling up and hitting it. And, Kay- Caitlin, that shot she made to get the record was ridiculous. And I definitely never saw that in the first 10, 15, 12 years of the WNBA. Not that these women were not skilled. I used to photograph Cheryl and Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Tina Turner. Yeah. She is Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Tina Thompson.
0: Uh-huh. Cynthia and Cooper. All oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No doubt.
2: Yeah. So I just want to say the women's game is evolving, and it's so fun. And I I like that she's an ambassador for the game, like a lot of the women are.
1: And um, that's all I wanted to say. Like our colleague Dick Vitale would say, she's a PTPer, baby. You better (laughs) guard her as soon as she gets off the bus. She's a PTPer.
0: The best part about what you just said, which is very funny, well done by you, and the best part what Rebecca had to say, young ladies are no longer afraid of playing like guys. It used to be, oh, you can't play like a dude. Man, leave that for the guys. Now it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you not want to play like Steph Curry? Why would you not want to play like say Gilgis Alexander? Why would you not want to play like LeBron James? And we've seen that filter down. But there are plenty of young ladies that wanted to play like Lisa Leslie, that wanted to play like Cynthia Cooper, that wanted to play like Tina Thompson, that wanted to play like Sue Bird. All those things can match up together. Where it's not just playing like a guy, you're playing like a baller. And that's what we've seen from Caitlin Clark. And Angel Reese and Juju Watkins and just seeing that evolution like Rebecca mentioned compared to the WNBA when the first guy started in the nineties. To me, as a sports nut, and I watch a lot of basketball, you know me, Harry. I'm watching women's college basketball, I watch men's college basketball, I'm watching division two basketball. I'm a basketball nut. Just seeing how that continues to evolve is very, very special. Not just a Caitlin Clark thing, but just an evolution thing when it comes to that.
1: And it's refreshing, right, because uh, the game is advancing. The game is growing in multiple ways, and it's just a treasure to be able to witness.
0: No doubt about it. Keep weighing in at Triple H, say ESPN, 888 729 Clark, the queen of college basketball, right now the face of college athletics. Will we ever see that kind of storyline the way we're seeing it in women's college basketball in the men's game? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. In the words of Stephen Colbert, meanwhile, Milwaukee – Bucks head coach Doc Rivers is really unhappy with his team. First play, we gamble for the 50th time in the corner. And then he used a vacation word to really tell how unhappy he is. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Do you think the Milwaukee Bucks are singing that right now? Because that's what Doc Rivers wants, to make sure it doesn't turn into a bop. He's Harry Dougs. I'm Freddie. Together in the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Series X and Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Doc Rivers was supposed to be that elixir. He was supposed to be that guy that said whatever bop was going on before the Adrian Griffin, we're not going to have that now. 10 games into his reign of error right now. The Bucks are 3 and 7. They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies last night 113 to 110 in which they had at least 8 players on their squad that were part of 10-day contracts or former G League players. After it was all said and done, Doc Rivers used a vacation word to say exactly why he's unhappy. First play, we gamble for the 50th time in the corner. Guy drives. Uh, we have to help. Leads to a three. We come back in this, on our set. Two guys forget what we're running. Then we miss the shot, and then nobody gets back. That's how we start out the third quarter. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. We had some guys here, and we had some
1: guys in Kabul. Yeah, it's time for Doc to make things very uncomfortable. And, and, and Freddie, sometimes it has to be like that, right? Where you see players in a certain mind frame Mm -hmm. and not focus on the task at hand, you have to make things uncomfortable because I think comfortability drives complacency, in my opinion. And you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to ruffle a little feathers in order to get through certain moments. And I think that's what Doc is going to have to do because I understand it's all-star break. Mm -hmm. But you had a game before all-star break. You just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies without Jaron Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. without John Morant, mm-hmm. without Desmond Bain, mm-hmm. and without Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's, that is thats a joke, complete joke. No, shout-out to Memphis for coming and being ready to play. Sure. But for a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, who have NBA championship dreams and aspirations, that's, it's laughable. And then they lost to the Miami Heat without a Jimmy Butler, the previous game. mm mm-hmm. So at this <laughs> point, it's starting to become comical, especially when you have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo who won Defensive Player of the Year, especially when you have a guy like Brooke Lopez who was the runner-up last year for Defensive Player of the Year in their last 10 games since Doc Rivers started coaching their 3-7. and seven. They're 4-8 and ten, four and eight in their last 12 games. So if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm about to start rough, ruffling a little, a, a, little bit, a little feathers here and there. Yeah. I'm about to start making things a bit uncomfortable so we can get out of this funk that they're actually in.
0: Doc Rivers is tired of them embarrassing him in front of company. Anybody that has dads like we do knows exactly what I'm talking about. The last thing you want is to embarrass people in front of company, especially when it comes to your parents. Doc Rivers is going to be the adult in the room. He's like, look, you got plenty of time to go to Cabo, and you guys keep it up, you'll be there sooner than later, once this season is over. He had enough. He's probably let things go, trying to find out about each other, and it's still early in this whole process. But when you make these kind of coaching moves, essentially what they did in the middle of the season, when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks, I don't think anybody should be surprised at 3-7. and seven, And I know, when you got a team like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard and Brooke Lopez, but Doc Rivers is trying to undo everything, even though the Bucks are 30-13, and 13, because they believe that Adrian Griffin wasn't a championship enough coach To get them to that level where they once were, when Mike Booneholz was the head coach. When you make these kind of decisions and they're not working out early, you have to wonder if people who made this decision in Milwaukee are having a little bit of regret because they have not seen the early return on their investment when it comes to Doc Rivers. But I don't blame Doc Rivers. You're the Milwaukee Bucks. You're supposed to be a team that can be a championship threat, and you go out there and completely just give it up like that. He had to be the adult in the room, Harry. Because he was tired of being embarrassed and run of company by a Bucks team that should be a lot better than three and seven in the 10 games since he took over.
1: Hey, hey listen, I'm, I'm excited and happy that he called it out. Hell, I would have loved if he would have said names. Call him mm. out. Roll call. Mm. Call him out. <laughs> hey, you mm. want to win a championship? Hey, you have to be better. You can't gamble. You gambling, now someone else has to help. Now someone else for their team is wide open, and they knock down the, the three yeah, ball.
0: Yeah, and but, like Harry Douglas ready And Coleman you can't together.
1: be on the offensive end if they get the damn play call. Well,
0: th- that's a whole other situation.
1: That's inexcusable in my opinion.
0: Because Doc Rivers does not run a very sophisticated offense. It's very easy to digest and pick that up, even if you have not had a long time. And you had what you had to unlearn from what Adrian Griffin put in before he got moved on. But uh, Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. But there is no excuse to your point about a lack of effort. There is no excuse to not pay attention to the little things. You would think a team that had the, essentially their team wanted to move on from their coach. Whatever Adrian Griffin was doing was not enough for a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. And believe me, when he was let go, Giannis didn't exactly say I wish him well. He said, well, you know, it was time for a change. And I'm paraphrasing. So now you get a Doc Rivers in, and even Giannis was like, I hope this works because this is all about what's going to happen in the future for Milwaukee. If you brought in a Doc Rivers because Adrian Griffin wasn't enough for Giannis Antetokounmpo to believe in, you're hoping that Giannis will believe in him. But if he does believe in Doc Rivers, he's out the door. It doesn't matter how much you're paying Doc Rivers. It doesn't matter how many guys have their minds in Cabo and their bodies versus Memphis. If Giannis shows any kind of unhappiness and doesn't believe that it's going to be the right path to win another championship, I guarantee you his eye's are going to be scanning the horizon to get the hell out of Milwaukee before it really goes bad. He's not about to sit around for that.
1: And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know if Giannis has said something to his teammates and given a speech or just, you know, Told the guys that it's unacceptable, but you're the leader of this basketball team Mm -hmm. and Damian Lillard is second. You guys gotta step up too now. Absolutely. Either like voice wise and with your defensive play. I understand Damian Lillard, you scored a basketball, but and I put more so that on Giannis than uh I do Dame because Dame just got there. But Giannis has to, hey, we gotta be better, fellas.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if Giannis is that kind of guy. I know Damian Lillard is. I know a guy they just brought in, and Patrick Beverly. But if you're Giannis, you can't allow two lieutenants to take over your job as captain because this is your team. This is your franchise. If that's not what you do, then it's going to get very interesting because what if Giannis goes, Well, I'll just do what the coach says. Well, I just want to follow along. No no, 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 like no. That's it. not. And it shouldn't fly like that. You can't have Patrick Beverly be the voice of reason when he just got there. You can't have Damian Lillard be the voice of reason or leadership, when essentially he's got there. This is supposed to be your job, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And like I mentioned, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, if he's doing anything or not doing anything, but I go by results. I go by what I hear. And Giannis was exactly calling people out in that press conference. We heard Doc Bruce call people out, Giannis said we have to be better. Well, no no crap, Sherlock. We know that. But you got to be better when it comes to stuff like that, if you're Giannis, if you're going to be all about saying the organization needs to do this for me. Hey, Giannis, you got to start doing things for this organization to make sure that this doesn't go south quickly.
1: And he has to have the mindset as well that he is the best player on this team. He is the guy that has won an MVP. He's the guy that has won defensive player of the year. That's his franchise. He's the face of it. Yeah. Whenever you speak, if players on that team have an issue with listening, well, hell, they need to be out of there. They shouldn't be on the team because if no. they don't listen to you, With all your accomplishments so far, Mm -hmm. then that's not the right teammate for the Milwaukee Bucks for you to be having.
0: Or there may be a reason they're not listening because he's not sending the right message. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. NBA All-Star Weekend starts tonight in Indianapolis with the NBA Rising Stars game. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. And when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks slow start underneath Doc Rivers, His son, Austin Rivers, will speak about what's going on that his dad has not been able to push them through Uh and having this slow start. Austin Rivers will join us at 5 o'clock Eastern time right here on Freddie and Harry.
1: It's going to get juicy.
0: This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coming together in a Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. And don't forget to tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It is Love Caitlin Clark Friday, the Iowa basketball superstar, becoming the all-time leading scorer in the history of women's basketball. And now she has Pistol Pete Maravich in her sights to be the all-time leading scorer in the history of college basketball. Will we ever see that kind of storyline, what she's been able to do in men's college basketball? We both have our doubts, but what say you at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six Dave in the great State of North Carolina, Diamond Dave, what you got, my friend?
3: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I was I lived in Stores, Connecticut, from nineteen eighty eight mm-hmm. till two thousand and twelve. So I was fortunate enough to watch the growth of both the UConn men's and women's programs yep. into national promise. I, I, I prominence. I, I, I was an eyewitness. I went to a lot of games at Gamble and at the Harvard Civic Center and at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, so I saw Tarazzi play. I saw Rebecca Lovo play. I saw Sue Bird play. Nikisha Sales, UConn, fabulous players. Kaylin Clark is in, a, in, in just her own. She's in the stratosphere, she's in a different class. I couldn't sleep. I got up at 3 o'clock this morning, and I put on Peacock and watched that Michigan-Iowa game, <laughs> and, I, and I watched her do what she did. And interesting that she's about to pass Pete Maravich. She reminded me of Pete Maravich. I, I thought of Pete, Pistol Pete when I was watching that game. Um, when I was growing up, he was one of my heroes. But she's got that sort of loosey-goosey, all the moves without thinking. Um, she's in a class by herself.
1: Yeah, I will say this. So one of the, the, I think, one of the greatest uh, women to ever play, the baske- play basketball at the college level, Maya Moore. Oh, yeah. And she – you know, went to Collins Hill here in Georgia, in Suwannee, Georgia, and I, I remember watching her play in college. I mean high school and also in college and how dominant she was. But man, Caitlin Clark, the the range that she has, literally you have to give her the Steph Curry treatment as soon as she comes past half court, you better guard her, cause if she if you don't, yeah, she's going to make you pay as we seen as she hit the three pointer from the logo to become the all-time women's scoring leader in college basketball history.
0: Yeah, the best part about it is she's getting that exposure because networks have realized that there is a market when it comes to women's sports, not just in basketball, definitely in soccer, definitely in softball. There is a market there, and for the longest time, they tried to ignore it, they tried to poo-poo it. But when you have somebody like this, when you have that kind of personality and that game, you'd be an idiot not to showcase that. In prime time. You don't put you to 3 o'clock in the morning and put it on tape delay. You put it in prime time because she's been that prime time personality the same way with other personalities that have been prime time. And it's something that Dawn Staley of South Carolina has been shouting from the rooftops. She's always said for the last three, four years, we got a product that people want to see that you can monetize. When are you going to wake up and realize, well, maybe finally enough eyes are being awakened when you got somebody and plenty of bodies. They had the kind of personalities that we're seeing more in women's college basketball than in men's college basketball. And that is something that Sue Bird, four-time WNBA champion, when she was on SportsCenter about an hour and a half ago, she says this is what Caitlin Clark has been able to do what we've been begging for when it comes to our sport.
3: All of us who have have played women's basketball throughout the years are in in essence standing on the shoulders of somebody before us. That's just the way this goes. Every sport, every league, men's, women's, it doesn't matter. That's the evolution of it all. And I think women's basketball itself, given all the players from the past, has created this moment. And now Caitlin is not only grabbing it, she's been uniquely positioned to grab it. I think the way in which she plays, the excitement, obviously the deep threes, um, it's captivating. All kinds of audiences. So it's almost like the women's basketball platform was ready for something like this, and Caitlin just jumped right on and and is running with it. Sean
0: in Missouri at 888 729 3776 on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Sean, will we ever see a Caitlin Clark storyline like we're seen in women's basketball again in men's college basketball?
1: Well, I don't believe so. First of all, you know. Seems like everybody's one one or two years, and they
0: come on out. But with the NIL and the transfer, mm-hmm. that even that even you know hurts even more because people aren't staying three four years out of school. They're going where the championship's going to go. They're going to follow the money. They're going to follow what's best for them. And I don't I don't punish anybody for doing that. But when you have too much movement and people want to associate their teams and identify it can be very hard to want to keep up because you're thinking, okay, who's going to be in the basketball court or who's going to be in the football field? That's what concerns so many people and so many coaches when it comes to the transfer portal. I saw a report today. Over 2,500 players went into the transfer portal in college football.
1: Lower mercy and, and they're
0: betting that they say 30%, close to 60% of those players may not wind up playing college football because there may not be a place for them because they thought that's where the golden goose was going to be for them.
1: Freddie, I'm up here thinking about, like, some of the women that pay the way for oh, yeah. young ladies like Caitlin Clark. And I can't help but think of, like, Cheryl, Cheryl Miller, Miller. Mm-hmm. Shamika Hoseclaw mm-hmm. at Tennessee playing under the Pat Summit. Mm-hmm. Pat Brittany, Summit. Brittany Griner, what she's been able to do yep. at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Plum, who mm-hmm. held that record until mm-hmm. it was actually broken yep. by Caitlin Clark. And Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi is my favorite uh, female basketball player all the time. Yeah. Like that's, just, that's you know why because she, <laughs> she's a female
0: version of Harry Douglas. That's why. That's why she's your favorite. You, hey. you saw you saw a twin sister and said, "Ooh, we. She's just like me, or you're just like her." Of course, she, she's your favorite.
1: She don't take no mess. Uh huh. She goes hard. She gonna put the work in. Absolutely. And, and she's an alpha.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And and for anybody that listening to us, do yourself a favor. One of the best things about it, Caitlin Clark is that, what Harry just mentioned. This is not just a recent phenomenon of great women's players. There have been great women's players throughout time that did not get the exposure that we're seeing right now. So do yourself a favor. Look up the Lucy Harrises of the world and people Mm -hmm. like that. Look up the Cheryl Millers of the world. Dorisberg had the best comment about Cheryl Miller. She said it would be like Michael Jordan played all his years in North Carolina and then you never saw him play again. That's what Cheryl Miller was, how dominant she was playing at USC, but there was no pro league for her to even advance her game, especially in the United States. At least Caitlin Clark would get a chance to expand her name even more because she has a pro league that Cheryl Miller never had back when she was doing things at USC.
1: Times have changed, man. Uh, we have so much exposure for our young student athletes, and yeah. it's a thing of beauty. No doubt. I mean, you, you, you want that. You want them to get the exposure that they deserve.
0: Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry, and well, 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 I guess Tom Brady had enough of Bill Belichick. More than Bill Belichick had enough of Tom Brady. That's next on ESPN Radio.